0: are listening to R.M. Channel 001. That's operation. Hello, this is Stormtrooper 1. In case you were just way too busy to listen to our last show, this is what you missed.
1: Because yes, as of right now, we've only seen two stories, two chapters in, in a three-chapter story. And if you were to base it on just two chapters what they've done with her yeah you'd be like well there's not what what's her what's the impact well, why is she important why, why, is she are, import- why are we following her story and JJ has quite a task in the third movie he has to create the importance around her character why are we following her why is she important why is she worthy of our attention but none of that has to do with who her parents are it doesn't really matter yeah. who her parents are it matters who she is and why she's important yeah it's the why it's the why that's important. We never questioned why Anakin was born of the Force. Again, I I think uh, Anakin's mom's lying. I think she was being a dirty, dirty. <laughs> a dirty, dirty. And, and fuck some Sith Lord. <laughs> and she didn't want to tell Qui-Gon. Uh, yes, it, was just, it just happened one night. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she told Qui-Gon, there's no father, it just happened. Qui-Gon's all right.
2: <laughs> right,
1: right. I'm sensing... I sense sense the lie I sense depravity. (laughs) Think, don't feel, use your instincts. (laughs) Warning from the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue.
0: We would be honored if you would join us.
2: How are you feeling? The latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total.
0: I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a matter of to help and heal human beings. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. <laughs>
1: Okay, welcome everyone. Star Wars from the back to tank. We're here today in the studio. Michael Flores and David Sabal. Hello, David. Hello, I'm happy with my blue milk. Your blue milk today? Yep. Usually you like cream milk and it usually dribbles from your chin. <laughs> <laughs> and off we go. Yeah. Hey, okay. Sometimes being milked is all right as well, it just depends on what type of mood you're in. Right, Dave? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got a lot of things to get through. Billy D. Williams is at the forefront of that news, Dave. Billy D. Williams. And we're going to get into that in a moment. Uh, if you are a new listener to our show, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Star Wars from the back to tank. Also, if you're listening from the site and you want to, what did you just do over there, Dave? Huh? Uh, i just I'm knock working some, on the tablet. Did you knock something down? No. no. It, it, what are you fucking Chewy? the Millennium Falcon <laughs> over there making noise? Trying to calculate the jump to light speed. <laughs> Distracting me. Give me the hydrospanners. It's, it, it's all the Porgs. It's all the Porgs. <laughs> Just contain your excitement over there, please, Dave. We're trying to do a show. <laughs> do you need any assistance? No, I got it. All right. So you can find us on Stitcher and iTunes. Just search Star Wars from the back to tank. Also... If you're listening from our site and you want to take this show on the go, you can also listen to all of our live shows via the Rainman Digital app. Just search Rainman Digital in your iOS stores. Also, tune in. Tune in.com, Search RM Channel 001 and you can listen to our shows from the TuneIn app from any mobile device. Also, iTunes Radio Day. A lot of people don't realize that.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, we're listed
1: on iTunes Radio. We're just,
2: everywhere, man. It's easy to actually listen
1: to our show nowadays. Yeah. We're like Minoc. We just try. We get up in all <laughs> crevices. At all crevices. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yep, we don't care. All right, so Poe Zoo is a new partner we have. Um, I'm probably mispronouncing that, and I apologize to the company, but we have partnered with Poe Zoo. They are a footwear company, and they specialize in Star Wars-themed footwear. Dude, I am so excited about this when
2: when you made the announcement about this because some of their merchandise is just awesome.
1: I am... Gonna be spending a lot of money.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm like going, well, there goes my there goes my paycheck for the yeah. week.
1: And then my wife goes through the page and she's like, oh, I want those ones. I want those ones. I'm like, but what about me? <laughs> what about me? I'm like, never mind, I have a 10-year-old. I'm going to buy all the shoes for myself. I must have I'm going to wear the ray boots. I don't care if they're for female. <laughs> I know. So some, some of the stuff even for the females
2: actually is like. like
1: yeah. ah, I'm fully. like, excuse me, Pozu, but do you have any non-gender specific Ray boots? I'd really like that I'd really like that please. Non-gender. That's the new thing today. I want to wear those Ray boots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll we'll give you a little bit more information throughout the show on Pozu and where you can find them. Uh, if you want to help us out, because the re- very reason why we partnered with them, please go through our websites and start clicking the links. If you're interested in checking out some of their footwear Wait till we put out the links on each and every show. Also, we're going to have some stuff on our regular main web dot com, and go through those links. There'll be special discounts here and there as well. They have Kylo Ren boots. They have Solo boots. They have Millennium Falcon boots. They have Resistance Shoes that look a lot like Chuck Taylors, which I'm down with that. I'm a Chuck Taylor type of guy. Dude, I love those. I love the red uh, red Chuck Taylor shoes. I mean, we were we were sporting those in the hood long before white man tried to take those from us.
2: But seriously, dude, I want the Han Solo the Han Solo uh, sneakers. Those actually
1: look pretty tight. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, so let's get into this Billy D Williams news. Now, this is confirmed, Dave. And I ran it on our site because, as you know, I don't just throw shit miscellaneous rumors it has to come from a a viable source we are not fake news not not for clickbait but for yes on the show we talk about a lot of speculation and some far-fetched theories however for our website we kind of stick to things that are for the most part confirmed right yes yes so billy d williams according to variety has been cast in star wars episode 9 i can't be more excited dave I mean, this calls for a celebration. I think you would agree, correct? No, absolutely. This is—he's the one character that I've been wondering.
2: Okay, what's going on with him? Mm-hmm. And he, arguably, yes. We've always stated that the story revolves around uh, Han, Leia, and Luke. Yeah, those are the main three. But you can't forget the other characters that actually really helped out those three characters. There's Chewie, and there's definitely
1: Lando. Lando's definitely in there. Yeah. And he really does deserve it. And I don't want to sound like a, you know, I don't care if I sound like an Uber fan of Billy D. Williams. This guy has not left the Star Wars fandom in over 40 years. Yeah. People don't realize that people, you know, a lot of the mainstream, they only watch the movies, right? Yes. So they assume, wow, Billy D. has been gone since Return of the Jedi and hasn't really done much for Star Wars. And that would be completely that, inaccurate. Yeah, he has done more with Star Wars and the Star Wars expanded universe than any other cast member on Star Wars. Mark Hamill's close second. Yes, Billy Billy D loaned his voice to various radio dramatizations, whether it be the official one sanctioned by Lucasfilm and produced by NPR. Then we had the other licensed Dark Empire series that was based on the comic books. He has done video game voiceovers. He has continued to aid in the story process and propel the Lando narrative further along than any other cast member on Star Wars. So to see him not get cast in episode nine. Would be a major failure. I mean just as a Star Wars fan. I would look at Lucasfilm. Like what the fuck are you thinking. <laughs> you got to put the cool's brother in the galaxy back in. Yeah. Absolutely. Give him that screen time. I mean let's be honest. Sad to say. What does he have. Maybe. Maybe another 10 years of life. I don't want to bring the show down to a sad moment. But <laughs> let's be honest. Him. Let's be honest. Black don't crack. But you can't defeat biology. <laughs> that is true. I mean, the man's what 80 some years old, yeah, so in all likeliness, he doesn't really have a lot more years ahead of him, so I think that I think he deserves it. This guy has been there for the fans through thick and through thin. And dude, if they do it right, I think honestly,
2: bringing back Lando in episode nine could really help the story along. Oh, yeah. Because let's be honest, the story is kind of derailed at the moment for the new trilogy because of the backlash from Last Jedi. But I think if they use a character like Lando to be kind of like one of the main characters in, in episode nine, because there's not there's no leaders of the resistance right now. Right.
1: If you want to appeal to first off, I love the new trilogy. I don't have I have my issues here and there, but I don't have problems with it. But, yeah, they got to take into account the the bigger mainstream audience as well. And the people who are drawn to the original cast members and Billy D. Williams is really the last one they can utilize. And he is a big player with, when it comes to the trilogy. Yeah. He's not the Han Solo. He's not the Luke, but he was there since empire. So why not use him in a very uh, meaningful role? And that's what I'm hoping. I'm hope. I don't want to be a cameo. I'm going to be a a fanboy here for a second and, and tell people my expectations. All right, Dave So strap in. He can't just be a, hey, how you doing? You know, a parody of Lando. We don't need a parody of himself. No. Let's give, if you're going to bring this man in. Now, I'm not saying we have time for an entire story arc just for him. Obviously, we don't. We have already an ensemble cast in Star Wars like we've never seen before. Yeah, that cast is getting bigger and bigger. It's already a problem, in my opinion. So if they do this, have him have a meaningful role. That adds to the story of Ray. I mean, Ray's our focus. Let's be honest. Ray and Kylo—that's the focus. That's the story. That's the 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 center point of this entire trilogy. So, any new characters they bring in, they have to have a purpose that's in tandem that runs parallel to the characters already set in play. But
2: do you think it should affect Ray? Or for me, I think he need uh, bringing in Lando will help propel the story of the resistance because that's the that's Which the is other directly story connected too. to ray
1: but the, yes you you're right your logic is sound logic is sound there yeah what else you going to say no
2: but that 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 makes the more of a sense to me to actually have that character affect the resistance more the battle the, the war between the resistance and the first order than taking a step into uh a character like ray's storyline I don't, I'm trying to figure, uh, I'm trying to figure out
1: how he could affect Ray. Well, Ray is a part of the resistance, Dave. So he anything he does can affect her. I, he, we just can't have these side stories that don't affect our 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 main characters anymore. We just can't because that's that that was the look what they did with Force Awakens. It was beautiful. Yeah, but you but we can't have these these one off arcs that don't really affect the main players of the story the story is about ray the story is about ben solo so we can't deviate too far so when you do bring in these new characters whether it be carrie russell which is still unconfirmed it's it's rumored that's rumored and billy d williams who is confirmed they have to their story has to affect Ray. now it doesn't have to be a, like what you're trying to say it doesn't have to be directly connected to ray like yes. hey ray how you doing buddy but indirectly, every action has to propel Ray's story. This is the final chapter. This is the final story we're going to get to really bring her importance to the forefront. And we can't really, we don't have room to deviate. So the writers have to be very careful. The writers has to be very careful and precise in what they're going to do with each of these characters. And it can be done. There's various movies that have ensemble, ensemble casts where each character has its due. Each character has its purpose. But each character funnels right back to that main lead. A recent movie, Rogue Nation. Mission Impossible. The one written by Christopher McQuarrie. A well-written tentpole movie. Every character in that movie. That's an ensemble cast. You have like seven characters. Every character has their point. Every character has their own little emotional story. But. It never deviates because it's always about Ethan Hunt. It always goes right back to fueling his intimate story about him versus the villain and him finally meeting his match. So it can be done. It is isn't an impossible feat. And JJ is a very capable writer, very capable director. So I have complete faith. The more people we put in this, I'm not freaking out. I'm just saying we have to be careful.
2: Yeah, I think me and you have discussed the. Uh, I think in the last show that basically we feel comfortable about the cast right now, growing in number. Partly because JJ is, you know, directing this film and he knows how to take care of an ensemble cast. That's
1: what he, that's, his that's his thing. That's his thing. That's his thing. He is great with ensemble casts. He knows how to really combine those narratives and do dual narrative structures that make sense. That doesn't deviate and far. You don't have strands of narrative going too far to the left and too far to the right. And if they do veer a bit, they always end before the movie ends, they tie right back in.
2: And I'm really excited to see what J.J. Abrams can do with a character
1: of Lando. I, I want I, to see what me, he, he can yep. do. Yep. I'm I'm really excited to see Lando back in the story, especially because he's, you know, we have the solo, a Star Wars story, standalone film that kind of brought Lando's character back into the mainstream. Now to kind of bookend his life, to bring him back into episode nine—that's awesome. It just—it's something. There's a lot of there's synergy there. It feels right. Right? Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Star Wars nine leaks. Casting call reveals a major scene with Finn and Poe. I don't think anybody doubted that, right? I think we've kind of figured we see the Poe Finn connect, right? Yeah, I mean, I think more it, people are wanting the Finn and Rey, even I'm not talking about shippers. I'm talking about a lot of fans. I think they felt that there was a connection there from Force Awakens that really worked. It was a very charming relationship in the Force Awakens. It worked in a lot of ways. There was a, there was an innocence to it, but also a a sense of falling in love with each other and then in Force Awakens and then Last Jedi that continued. I, I even though he kind of they kind of paired him off with Rose Tico's character, um, it still was there. And I liked how Ray, they, Ryan Johnson found ways to remind us that this is only a few short minutes from Force Awakens. Therefore, they're still thinking about each other. Uh, with Ray continually asking, you know, telling Chewie, if you see Finn first, tell him this. And Finn asking where Ray is. I would love for them to see to continue that and, and bring a little bit more importance to it in the final movie. Would you I, agree or disagree? No, absolutely. Because you got to remember in Force Awakens,
2: one of the really cool uh relationships that they actually start showing was actually poe and uh poe and finn it was kind of like that buddy cop it was almost like a buddy cop thing between them and it worked in forced awakens it was one of those one one of the really brighter spots of force awakens that i really enjoyed was actually seeing their kind of like budding uh budding uh almost like a, a Chewbacca and uh Han Solo relationship yes. was almost starting between them. Yeah. And I, I really dug it and how it actually kind of, it, it meshed well with the whole thing of Finn and yeah. Ray yeah. going on with Finn and Ray. And then the, that's why when we first saw last Jedi, I was like going, well, it would only make sense that if we were going to see Poe and the relationship, the buddy cop relationship of, Poe and Finn start growing, Mm -hmm. and Finn and Ray. What about Ray and Poe? And I was expecting that, and I and that's why I was really surprised in that they took a step back and said, no, 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 we're we're not going to actually talk about. It's not about those three. It's they decided to piecemeal it out and say, okay, Ray's with Kylo Ren, Finn's with Rose, and Poe is dealing with being uh, trying to be the leader of the Resistance. And I think. Taking away that focus that we had in Force Awakens was one of the things that I really thought kind of hurt Last Jedi, was the fact that there was nothing, there was no relationship growth between those three,
1: if you take a look at it. Right. Well, I think they're getting things ready for one big giant orgy in the third movie. I think that's what they're doing. I think that's what the fans want, the shippers online. They're, w- they're ready for that fin po fuck scene <laughs> that they've been, that, they that they've been pining for.
2: They want, they want, uh, they want that one uh, "I can't quit you" moment between yeah. them.
1: And Lando's <laughs> going to join in halfway through.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't judge, don't judge, Lando. No, not actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So production on the trilogy finale is about to begin ahead of its 2019 release, with key players such as Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, and I- Oscar Isaac all set to return. Obviously. Uh, The Making Star Wars podcast has revealed an interesting slice of info about filming involving a big scene between Boyega and Isaac. The hosts claim bosses are looking for stern-faced individuals to be extras for a shoot that will last throughout August. I am de- definitely yeah, I'm not stern faced. I I can't keep a, I have a silly grin on my face probably 99% <laughs> of my life because I'm making fun of people in my mind. <laughs> if you
2: were on the Star Wars set, you you couldn't keep a straight face. Oh
1: no. I'd be giddy. <laughs> You'd be in the background like going, "Hey, am here. Hey, 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 hey Daisy Ridley, I'm right here. Hey, I'm I'm here. I'm ready for our sex scene." Oh, that's inappropriate. <laughs> now, this could be uh this could tie in with the rumors that Finn and Poe sequence uh set in some kind of bar apparently will be filming at around the same time. According to this article, if so it could be a hugely important scene. It's filming for several weeks in this that's one a, scene, this one scene, this one location. That's a heck of a scene to just take about a week. And and the main players are Poe and Finn. So that's interesting. Huh. I'm not quite sure what we're going to see. What could we see? There's some rumors saying it could be something that's equivalent to the Last Jedi's Canto Bite scene or even the Cantina and New Hope. I'd rather see
2: that like the Cantina and New Hope. Why? You didn't like the Canto Bite scene? The kind of bite scene was
1: okay, mm-hmm. but I think for this, these two characters, you need to put them in that. But that scene was very impactful, Dave, because it was trying to show us that the 1% are all evil sons <laughs> of bitches. <laughs> just, just in case you didn't know just that. Just in case I didn't know that. If you make more than $150,000 a year or 150,000 credits <laughs> a year, you're evil. I'm evil.
2: Yeah, because I, I, I apparently enslave children. <laughs> yeah, if you're the 1%, that's what you do. You're a pedophile.
1: A pedophile, too. Show me your lightsaber. <laughs> All right, Dave. So, New Thrawn Alliances. New Thrawn Alliances book. Now, this is some classic fucking Lucasfilm marketing, Dave. <laughs> They're going to make me buy this book three times. Oh, no, I know. And I know. I, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I'm welcoming giving up my hard-earned money. Padme is back, and she's on another mission in Thrawn Alliances. Now, at first, it had me thrown because the Thrawn book takes place after the prequel trilogy, and then I realized, okay, well, we're probably going to see flashbacks. They're going to fill in some story gaps there to show the connection between Anakin and uh, Thrawn and possibly show that there's some type of relationship there, that they knew each other before Anakin had officially become Darth Vader I'm assuming there's assumptions here yeah that's the only way we're going to be get Padme in this story because this is a continuation of the Thrawn novel that came out last year which took place what 13 14 years roughly before New Hope yes around the same time as Tarkin and Sith Lords and I believe uh, a new dawn because it was supposed to explain the the uh, rise of Thrawn throughout the ranks right So Padme to return in the forthcoming Star Wars novel Thrawn Alliances. The Star Wars novel Thrawn Alliances is set to drop at the end of this month, Dave. And according to StarWars.com, they've released some tantalizing new excerpts. Uh, In particular, one excerpt explores a story arc that involves Padme Amidala. This is fantastic news for fans of Star Wars, Dave. Uh, particularly particularly those that were and are big fans of the prequel era. And, you know, the news of Padme being involved in this book brought back into the storyline has elicited quite a bit of excitement and appreciation from grateful fans because many, I feel, thought like I did, Dave. Many had thought Disney would sweep those memories under the rug and move forward And never return like a cat running from his shit in a cat box. (laughs) They were going to run from the prequels because there was a lot. Unfortunately, there was a lot of. I mean, is it any different now than what's going on currently when he's in the retro in retrospect. But when Disney had taken the reins from Lucas. There was a lot of debate what they were going to do. I mean, they retconned some of the beloved Expanded Universe, which in my opinion, I think was a good choice, even though I love those stories. I still say it was a good choice. They needed to clean it out. There was a lot of discrepancies within their own EU that was not necessarily ever truly canon. It was licensed and approved, but it wasn't necessarily canon, as we see with various movies that Lucas did, or I should say various books that came out that conflicted with George Lucas's prequels because Lucas didn't look at those books and say, yeah, oh, you know what? I need to be careful. I can't delve into this when I go into my prequels (laughs) because these books are here. He didn't care about that. He didn't care. That's now that can never happen. That's the beautiful thing about Disney retconning those stories and bringing in a new era of canon. Compliant media because now those types of things can't happen. We won't have those discrepancies. Yeah, you'll have that continuity control, right? So I'm on board with that. I think it was a great plan. However, there was that that fear that they were just going to forget the prequel era. We're going to silently pretend it never happened. We were going to Highlander two those sons of bitches <laughs> and just pretend the movie was never made. And. Luckily, they haven't. They have continued since 2012, 2013, Dave. They've continued to hearken back and not just to regurgitate stories, but usually to add more oomph to whatever big story they're trying to tell. For example, the Mace Windu comic book was if people have not read that, please go read it. And we in fact, we've covered we covered all five issues um, for our Patreons. Patreon.com slash Rainman Digital. And the beautiful thing about that story, it was how painting the bigger picture that was leading into The Last Jedi, which yes. was the whole idea about the Jedi possibly being the maker of their own demise, getting involved in something they shouldn't have, becoming arrogant. And that's what Disney has done with this prequel era. They're not just going back to make a quick buck. Yes, that is their goal. They're a business. But at the same time, each story they they tell in this prequel era adds to the the bigger picture the bigger story the bigger theme at that time yes and now we're seeing it again with Padme and I think that's a great that's a cool thing especially with a character like Padme who um, one of my only complaints in Revenge of the Sith my only complaint is that her story kind of fizzled there wasn't a lot for her to do so whenever we get something that can really bring her back in a meaningful way means a lot. Yes. So I'm looking forward to this. And the, the reason why I said the Star Wars marketing is on point, Dave, is because they're not only just releasing the hardcover copy, but they're releasing two additional versions that have been announced. Number one, they have a Barnes & Noble exclusive, Dave. Yep. I haven't been in a Barnes & Noble in probably five years because I read digital copies. It's easier. It's convenient. I can read in the night, in the dark, and I don't have to sit under a lamp because I'm old and my eyes are failing me. But I may walk into a Barnes & Noble because you get a special Padme poster. Yeah, and the poster looks really good, dude. It's it's pretty fucking cool. It's cool. So you get exclusive artwork with the purchase of this book, Thrawn Alliances, from Barnes & Noble. And now also, I'm going to have to send some of our are people on our network who's going to Comic-Con next week. Yes. They have a, an exclusive Comic-Con version as well with Anakin Skywalker and Theron on the cover. Yeah. And that will only be available as of now at the San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con next week. So I'm going to have to send somebody, because I know we have some, some individuals on our network. They're going out to do coverage and have some fun. I'm going to have to send them. To go, to go to that <laughs> booth and get me one.
2: And dude, I remember when that, that news came out that they were going to be doing that exclusive at San Diego Comic-Con with the uh, I think it's the poster on the cover of the book is going to show Hayden Christensen's Anakin Skywalker right. side by side with Thrawn. And I saw that picture. I was like, damn, that looks really good. It looks great. And I love the fact that they just like what you said, they don't forget about the prequels because Say what you will, the prequels are important
1: to Star Wars. Absolutely. And 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 I don't care what anybody says, those prequels are fantastic. Yeah, and there are story issues here and there, there's some problems, but for the most part as a whole, those three movies tell a wonderful story.
2: And the and the cool thing to me is there's still a lot that can be told. By those characters, by Anakin and by Padme, and even to some degree by Obi Wan, if they were to actually even go even further and bring yeah. in more uh, uh, prequel characters, yep, there's still stories that could be told, and it's limitless, Dan. It's limitless, and I think it's genius that they just don't come out and say, "Oh, we're going to come out with a Padme book or Anakin book." Yeah, I think it's more genius actually incorporating new characters. With the old
1: characters to kind of give this cohesion. I mean, we haven't even explored. If you're looking at the prequel era, Dave, one area of Star Wars that we've really delved into a lot is everything after Attack of the Clones and between Revenge of the Sith. Yes. That area has been explored and it's fantastic. It's amazing. It's the actual war itself that we didn't really get to see. We saw the tail end of it in Revenge of the Sith. But in the cartoons, of course, they explored it in the comic books. They explored it. Various books, they've explored it. But there's also areas after Phantom Menace and before Attack of the Clones between those two movies where there isn't a whole lot explored. There is so much that you can do still with the prequel era and it can resonate. Each and every story can still resonate and be important to the future of Star Wars and the ongoing evolving story.
2: And this is like a this is like an ongoing thing for me and you is kind of like at the end of the day, it just depends on the execution you know i'm uh, i'm really happy that basically disney's not just regurgitating things that and just plastering star wars on it or plastering a character on it just because they're they're giving it some substance we're bringing this character back to tell a story that coincides with this gigantic story that we're trying to tell about the world now and one of my favorite books, dude, was the Thrawn book that just recently came out. Oh yeah, and I thought that basically showing, bringing in Darth Vader and and Thrawn, and uh, and Tarkin and the Emperor and showing their relationship with Thrawn was brilliant. Yeah, because you really actually they, by doing that, they took this character that we don't know much about yet, which is Thrawn, and they gave him substance by using past characters and. Gave and on top of that, those past characters, because of their workings with Thrawn, it
1: gave their characters some depth as well. Yeah. So the more, the more prequel era stories, the better, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, just give them importance. Make sure they they don't deviate from. The 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 tone and theme of what's currently going on in Star Wars, because, again, that's that was and we've talked about this time and time again, yeah. Dave but that was my biggest problems with with the expanded universe. the I, old EU was that there was a lot of inconsistencies and I'm not talking about the narrative inconsistencies. I'm talking about the characterization of some of our our characters, the, their their internal voice, one version of Luke. And another version of Luke and one version of Solo and another version the of solo, solo based on the, the writer's interpretation of what's going on in that story. But I prefer the consistency and tone that we're getting with yes. this new with the new era, the new canon, I should say, the, the new tie in media. The new tie in media. Yeah. All right, Dave. So we do have some gifts to give out today. Um, we will be giving out a solo, a Star Wars story figure set. Ooh, nice. Yeah. A solo anthology figure set the number you're going to want to call in. Cause we're going to do numbers again. I, f- I feel like that worked pretty well. It worked pretty well. We did get overwhelmed with, uh, <laughs> we had like five callers calling at once and it froze up my computer for a moment. Uh, the number is 818-394-0279. Don't call now. I'll tell you when. All right. 818-394-0279. Whoever's the first person to call in caller number one will receive solo a Star Wars story figure set. All right, Dave, we're going to go to a very quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to get into the rest of our news and discussions for today. You got it. Billy we've all lost loved ones but don't let that stop you death is not the end here at I have the power to save the ones you love we can all get back a dead loved one just listen to one of our happy customers well
0: since high school I had a crush on Tabby Antilles
2: but she married Jet Sloan the varsity hot racing champion last year she died in a shuttle accident Sloan had given up and buried her remains at the Twin Moisture Evaporator Cemetery here on Tatooine. He never really loved her, not as much as I did,
1: and do. Now, not much of Tabby was left after the shuttle incident, but that's okay. All we need is leg and arm, etc., to bring back the one you love. So one night, I snuck into the cemetery, and I unearthed her decomposing body and took them right over to, I have the power to save the one you love. Thanks to the exclusive deal we set up with Emperor Palpatine, we were able to bring back Tabby, and we can do the same for you. Call now for your free consultation. Hollow net number 777-SAVE-THE-ONE-YOU-LOVE. I was so happy. I knew that because I brought Tabby back to life, she'd love me
0: and not Sloane. Boy, was I right. Oh, yes. I have the power to save the one you love.
1: This message is approved by the Galactic Empire.
0: We did it! (laughs) The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show.
1: Because I'm very insecure about my my sexual utensil. Yeah. And what if you were, let's say you married a transgender and everything was good, right? Right. And she's looking at your penis and yeah okay whatever i'll yeah. take what i can get i guess but in her mind she's like damn my fucking dick was, was way bigger, bigger than right that. Right. <laughs> right i, I always know. think like, about that like the lines are blurred in the old days you just had to worry about the x did the x have the bigger dick right than me? Now, now, now it's like does she, she have a bigger, d-
0: bigger <laughs> dick <to me?
1: laughs> that's a whole level of insecurity oh my god how do you even think <laughs> like... is eidhart and eidhart is bingo <laughs> <laughs>
0: At GreenmanShow.com. Hey, that thing's operational. Ah, yup. Hey, ah, yup. Yeah,
1: ah, yup. Bring more. All right, we're back. Star Wars From the back to Tank, Rain Man Digital, RM Channel 001, on your tune-in app as well as iTunes Radio. We have Twi'leks dancing right now. <laughs> and some sexy Ewoks. We don't discriminate. Don't discriminate. Hey, makes it easier to carry them. If you would bone an Ewok, would you bone a Bantha then? I mean, if there's no difference, right? Nah, Ewoks are a little bit more fluffier And more intelligent, I guess, right? Is there yeah. an intelligence factor there? Because no. when does it become pansexuality and then bestiality? <laughs> Where's the fine line there, David? <laughs> I must know this <laughs> <laughs> It's okay to fuck an Ewok But then frowned upon to fuck a bath
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah, so... Solo, a Star Wars story figure set, we will be giving it away. 8183940279. 8183940279. When you hear Shake It Like a Salt Shaker, that's when you call in. Not right now, <laughs> but when the song comes back. When you hear Shake It Like a Salt Shaker, you're going to call 818 394 0279
0: to win your Star Wars figure
1: set. All right. I get sucked into this music, Dave. Brings back my hood days. (laughs)
2: Lando
1: Seawalking right now in the studio.
2: (laughs) Seawalking in the studio.
1: Dude, I can picture Lando with this. Oh yeah, dude, of course. Cool's brother in the galaxy. Yeah, he's the good. All right, where are we at? All right, so rumors circulating about a location lockdown for Obi Wan has brought back hope that this standalone film can still be in the works. But some things don't quite. But some things don't quite add up, Dave. Uh, There there seems to be some discrepancies in the report, and I went to four different sites, and they all kind of say the same thing. I don't know if this is just people overly excited. In this news report, they're alluding to the fact that George Lucas locked down a location. Yes. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. I Um, I read that one. uh, George Lucas... First off, would never lock down Locked a location, location himself personally. Why the hell would he do it? He would send one of his
2: peons. He'd be like, "You who PA over there?" God damn it! This is why I actually had the people from Clone Wars. Yeah. Well, <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> well You gotta, you gotta understand, man. George Lucas is that type of person. Yeah. The so Star Wars backlash, uh, I guess, has not stifled any rumors of, <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Uh, For Obi-Wan, the movie finally has some huge news. According to this site, Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi spinoff was feared that it was dropped. But a new report reveals that they will start filming very soon in the UK. Star Wars fans across the globe are suddenly very excited about a report in a local Belfast newspaper. Now, the report did come from Belfast. This is right. This is correct. Yes. And there was a report. But the George Lucas part seems a little far fetched and it kind of takes away from the validity of the entire article because of that. As the fan backlash and boycott drama continues to rumble on, uh, there had been fears that the planned spinoff anthology movies had been put on hold and even dropped. First off, if they were to ever do that, this is a fucking dumb article. (laughs) They would never stop a standalone movie or stop production because of fan backlash. Yeah. It would only stop if a movie didn't make the money they wanted. And whether or not Solo didn't perform well at the box office because of fan backlash or because there was lack of marketing, that still remains to be seen. And only in about a year and a half to two years can we really figure that out once we look at all the data. Yes. It's going to take time. Uh, But I, I wish people would quit blaming backlash and boycotting. Social media does not represent the bulk of the audience, people. Yeah, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to will it make its money back? That's what it's all about, Dave. And yes, the fans must be heard, Dave. And the fans do have a voice, and we have a very loud voice. But it takes a lot more than a uh, a petition on the internet. <laughs> just, yeah. To stop hu- to hu- oh shit, this is Bob Iger. Oh shit, you see that boycott? We better pull back, Dave. Oh, there's we better a pull back. There. There's a boycott saying we better stop. Oh, and how many people are there? Oh, it's 20,000 people. Yeah, they've made billions of dollars off of Star Wars. <laughs> I think they're OK right now. <laughs> so Solo, a Star Wars story has been a tremendous flop, according to this article. <laughs> Fuck this article. <laughs> I'm getting more and more angry uh, with Last Jedi fans. fans unha- Why am I reading this shit? Well, here's the thing, here's okay, the thing. So get to the, get you, let me get to the the go ahead Dave take over
2: not, not to not, uh, to quell your anger at this article. The whole point about this article was actually apparently in Belfast, they actually reported that George Lucas came for a visit. What he was doing there, people started assuming people assumed that basically, oh, he's there to scout a location. number one, just like what we alluded to, George Lucas would not scout a location by himself
1: right. Because he's George Lucas. Right. That's not his job. (laughs) So the Belfast Gazette reported that the news, this news is another huge boost to our growing TV and film industry with Superman prequel series Krypton also being filmed locally and the latest spinoff in the Star Wars franchise coming here in April 2019. Then in quotes, Star Wars creator George Lucas visited Northern Ireland before Christmas to seal the deal for the new standalone film. Now, what does that mean and to me? That sounds like a fabrication. Yeah, that could be a fabrication. Why would George Lucas go anywhere? He's not, he's not an employee of Lucasfilm. However, however, I did get
2: into a very good, uh, cool discussion about this with uh, a person on uh, one of the articles. It's not the article that you're reading by when I did research on this. I actually got into a good discussion about, about it when they said George Lucas to seal the deal. Technically, that could mean... George Lucas coming back to direct? Oh come on! Would you now? Now here's the thing: you are just as bad as his website. Well, no, because this is all about assuming. What are they actually? What do they mean by basically sealing the deal? Like, what in the world would he seal the deal on? I seal the deal on prom night. Does that count, Dave? Is that what you mean? (laughs) Exactly. And then that's when my brain started going. Well, what what could they possibly mean? He seals the deal. Yeah. The only thing that I could possibly think of is. George
1: Lucas coming back to direct something which would be cool. That's the only reason why he would even go to a location to to steal a deal. Exactly. And yes, your reasoning is sound Dave. However, I don't, I feel like the entire story there's it's too loose. It's too loose. The, the
2: the facts behind everything are just so, they just seem so fabricated with
1: George Lucas's disdain. For many of the fans, and rightfully so. Yes, they made him billions of dollars, but at the same time, uh, they also ruined his life. Yeah. Uh, we, we constantly are, are sympathizing with Rose Tico. What's her name? Kelly Marie Tran. And we constantly forget George Lucas, the man who sold his baby away because he couldn't take it. He couldn't take it anymore. He couldn't take the negativity. Do you really think a guy... Would come back and direct. And also, do you think Kathleen Kennedy. Would actually. Take him back at this point. Does she really want that? The the, the conflict of egos like that's what that I, I have a feeling that's what would happen.
2: I don't think I, I think the relationship
1: between Kathleen Kennedy and George Lucas is so good. Yes, it's good. But do you really. OK, Dave, let's say I give you the reins to this network. OK, OK. And I'm, I'm and you are the boss. You are now the big swing and deck. Okay. Right, everything you say goes, and then suddenly I want to come back. There's going to be an ego challenge there. There's going to be like, well, depends well, Dave, on the, person. I, depends I put on you the in, person. I put you in that position, Dave. So uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do this with what I want to do, and you're not going to say anything about it. I, I don't think da- I don't think George Lucas can play by those rules, and not because he's a bad person. I just think that the guy has. He's made his bones. He made his bones long before many of us were even alive. But the question isn't about George Lucas. Will Kathleen Kennedy allow it? And I think they Kathleen are. Kennedy would
2: allow it. It's not about basically whether they would allow George Lucas. I I honestly think if they were to actually give it, McGregor really wants to work with George
1: Lucas again. <laughs> that's mean, the
2: that, that's it, the oh, other big. A caveat lot of too. people
1: have forgotten the the problems that happen during 19 between 1999 and 2006. But here's the thing dude. Ewan McGregor turned into an alcoholic because he couldn't take George Lucas or the fans.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing. I'm also thinking George Lucas as not just a Star Wars, not just as, you know, the guy who produced who who created Star Wars. I'm talking about George Lucas the filmmaker. George Lucas is the director. I know he is so passionate about it yeah. that he probably would still have an itch to direct something. I'm
1: I'm not saying it wouldn't be a good idea, Dave. I'm if George Lucas wanted to come back and direct a movie or even write one of the movies, I would I would even hesitate to show my excitement
2: because you got you got speaking as filmmakers, me and you, if we looked at it as George Lucas. We all understood we could understand if George Lucas still has that itch that he basically says, you don't, you know what?
1: He don't lose it. Of course, you he don't does. Yeah. lose it.
2: Yeah. And everyone says, oh, he should. He, he probably does. What, he probably made so much money. He doesn't want to direct anymore. I'm like, no, he's a filmmaker.
1: Yeah. Well, that's originally in that interview where he was talking about selling everything off and getting rid of Star Wars. He said he was in a focus on being a filmmaker again. Yeah. That's what he wanted to do. He was going to make smaller scale movies and focus on the filmmaking side of things. So who knows? Maybe that's maybe this is part of that. We'll maybe we'll it's see. part of it. Yeah. All right. So later this week, Dave. Today's Friday, so I should say later, coming up next week. Now you must pledge to our Patreon page, patreon.com/slash Rainman Digital, but we are doing a third discussion on solo, a Star Wars story. This one will focus on Bradford Young's. Unique style. Dude, I can't wait to do this one. As a cinematographer. Yep. And how his style gave Solo a very unique flair. It was consistent with Star Wars and what we've seen before, but it also did something a bit more. And this is what you and I talk about in terms of the academic merits of Star Wars moving forward. We felt our biggest gripe. I don't want to say it's a gripe because I don't want to sound unappreciative of Star Wars. Um, I want to say. The big critique, Mm, I think the biggest issue we have with George Lucas moving on is that George Lucas arguably propelled, not just when he wrote a movie, Dave, and directed a movie, he didn't just direct and write a movie. He usually propelled the industry forward, and we've talked about this before, whether it be new cameras. New visual effects, technology, sound design, whatever it may be. New ways to experience sound in the theater. His movies always propelled the industry forward. With the newer versions of Star Wars, yeah, they're, they're beautiful movies. I mean, Last Jedi cinematography is gorgeous. Yes. The, the Force Awakens cinematography is gorgeous. But they're doing, they're doing things within a sandbox where the toys are already there. Yes, they're using toys that are already have been made. Whereas George Lucas, James Cameron and some of the old school elite Steven Spielberg, they create to use. So, for example, they don't just open the toolbox and say, well, we already have these tools. So this is what we're going to do. They create new tools to to put into that toolbox. So when we have an act or I'm sorry, a director of photography like Bradford Young, who has that mentality, who says, you know what? I want to be faithful to Star Wars, but I also want to push it forward. I want to push the visuals forward in a way that we haven't really seen in Star Wars. And that's what he did. So we're going to break that down in depth. Now, you can pledge to our Patreon to get that additional discussion, plus hours of Shows, hours and hours, <laughs> hours of shows. Hours, hours. You can go to patreon.com slash Digital Pledge, it's $5 or More a month, we'll, get you, we'll gain access to That, plus Numerous other shows that we do On this network as well, that's not just hosted by us Alright, so DVD Dave Solo a Star Wars Story Blu-ray release Date possibly revealed Which is Something that we can all look forward to. Very exciting. According to a source, Solo A Star Wars Story will be flying onto disc at the end of September. Now, while the postmortem continues over its surprisingly low box office total, can someone please report on Solo (laughs) without the negativity? I know. (laughs) This movie is number six for 2018. Number six on the box office listing. And the, and apparently that's disappointing. It is made <laughs> almost four hundred million dollars, and it'll probably end up making four hundred fifty before it leaves the cheap bargain theaters. Four hundred fifty million dollars. Okay, is it going to cover its budget? No. Is it? It should be considered a flop. Absolutely not. Quit reporting these negative, like these negative articles, dude. That are reporting negatively on. Anything pertaining to Solo with their box office, you're not helping the movie. People's, oh, box office failure, not going to see it. It's so ob- obnoxious. Do better, blogs. Do better. Do better as reporters, for God's sakes. According to Digital Bytes, whose record on street dates is generally very strong, Disney and Lucasfilm are preparing for the film, preparing the film for a late September disc release in the US, DVD, Blu-ray, and Ultra HD 4K. Versions are planned as well with the U.S. street date set to be the 25th of September. Which is just around the corner if you think about it. Yeah, and they said expect the download version of the film to be on sale in all the usual places. Hulu, uh, Amazon, Vudu, iTunes.
2: About two weeks prior. God, dude, do you remember the day when basically we'd have to wait a year before a movie gets released? Oh, yeah. On DVD. Now it's like two months later, it's already out on DVD. It's, it's mind boggling to me how much like the industry has changed when it comes to actually distribution.
1: Oh yeah. A lot has changed, man. So we can look forward to that, Dave. And then we'll probably do another discussion on solo. Once we have that 4k image right in front of our fucking eyeballs. I'm more uh,
2: honestly, dude, I'm psyched for the DVD release because a lot of people are, a lot of articles that I've been reading have been like downplaying the the bonus features right, for yeah. Solo, but I'm honestly, I'm psyched to what see What are they it.
1: downplaying it? What are they downplaying? Like, what can they possibly downplay on this movie? This movie exactly. was good.
2: This movie was really good. You don't want to hear Ron Howard's thoughts on his process of creating a Solo movie. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I would I would take that over the la- the, the last Jedi's oh, the on. of the Jedi.
1: Come on, simmer down. <laughs> you don't want to see Ryan Johnson be uh Snarky to Mark Hamill the whole time be a (laughs) douchebag I don't care what anybody says dude watch that documentary and he is being one snarky motherfucker to Mark Hamill the entire time him and his producer they're freaking (laughs) douchebags it's a little comical but at the same time I feel bad for Mark Hamill because he he's obviously not humored by it he's like yeah all right all right I'm gonna take this lightsaber here and shove it down your throat All right, Dave. So we had discussed a few weeks ago that we're going to be doing additional shows that doesn't fit into the wheelhouse of what we usually do, the formatting of our usual regular shows. Um, Usually we do these types of shows for Patreon, but we're going to start something exclusive for the free audience as well. And uh, it's going to be Ahsoka-centric. Okay. Okay, Dave. So what we're going to do is... Maybe starting in August, we're going to do a character analysis on Ahsoka, and it's not going to be just one part. It's going to be numerous parts dissecting the moments in her story that heighten her character and propel her development, i.e. the Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, books, comics. We may skip across timelines. We may go in chronological order. It just depends on what we're actually specifically talking. We may talk about a moment, a theme, inspirations, but we're going to do an entire Ahsoka character analysis throughout the rest of the year. Dude, that's going to be really in-depth, and I'm really psyched to do
2: it, because like, Ahsoka is one of those characters that- She's an amazing character. She's an amazing character, and I, I, I always smack myself, sm- I want to smack my younger self, because like, back then, I always- just trashed Ahsoka when she first came Wait, out. What? Yeah, remember when we came out of Clone Wars, and I said I don't like the character. Well,
1: the, the Clone Wars movie didn't really sell us on her. I mean, she was calling Anakin Sky Guy. Sky guy. <laughs> it, it was pretty <laughs> silly. It was silly, and but as I grew with that character, I grew to love that yeah. character. You simmer down, Dave. You don't don't talk bad Why about
0: you her. Double <laughs> no good swindler. But at I'm least sorry,
1: she Lander. won you over,
2: though, because she of Filoni's be
1: excellent writing.
2: Filoni is Filoni is the god of Star Wars. I'm telling you, if Mount Rushmore Star Wars, you got George Lucas and Dave Filoni right there.
1: Yeah. All right, give me a second, Dave, because uh, we're going to go to a very brief break. I need to set something up. We'll be right back.
0: Star Wars from the back to tank. Operational.
1: Uh, and we're looking at a character that you might have heard of called Lando. And he's only the coolest black brother around. I'm a badass in the galaxy. He's the coolest black man in the galaxy. He's probably the only one. Oh no, awesome. he'll steal your bitch, your ride, and your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and your best friend will be cool with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: From the back to take, late night replay, Monday through Friday, starting at 1 a.m. Pacific, only on Rain Man Channel 001. Listen from the Rain Man Digital app or tune in. Just search RN Channel 001. All right, Dave.
1: Oh. It's back. Is it? <laughs> 818-394-0279 call right now. 818-394-0279. If I miss your call, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm sorry. Well, hopefully our phone lines are working. 818-394-0279. Soloist Star Wars Story Figure Set Giveaway 818-394-0279. Please don't live in the UK because uh, that would really screw me up. <laughs> Hold on, we're getting a call.
0: You booty booty, no to
1: Hello, caller. Your Boy, you you Hold on, let me, me turn the back music back. off. It's overpowering our voice system. Hello, caller, are you there? Hello? Hello! We love you! I guess he hung up. Yeah. He was scared. But it was Eric Reimer who called I believe that's how you say his name His, na- his name actually popped up on the caller ID Surprisingly <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> that's a little stalkery on my part I don't know how I have his number saved But Eric Reimer did call If you want to call again Eric please do so 818-394-0279 818-394-0279 And when your Solo Star Wars Story figure set We'll wait a few more minutes right Dave Yeah we'll give him a shot <laughs>
2: Look at the, the Twi'lek around. dancers Surround Lando How can they not Alright here we go Let's see if we can get this to
1: work this time Hello Hello caller Hey Eric This is Mike Flores back to tank How you doing Oh you know what dude Because I'm a moron I'm... <laughs> Hey Eric you there Oh Hey Hey, you know what, Eric? Someday I'm going to learn how to run this phone system here. Someday.
2: Yeah, Yeah, same here.
1: (laughs) I didn't even have the right setting on, Dave. (laughs) Oh, really? Uh, This is good stuff.
0: The uh, the answering machine picked up. I'm like, oh, random must have uh, probably got it first.
1: (laughs) No, your name popped up surprisingly. So I'm like, hey, Eric called. Look at him listening in live. Do you usually listen live or usually uh, on demand?
0: Uh, occasionally, you know, when I'm, whenever I'm at work at around this time, you know,
1: I listen live because I don't like doing work. (laughs) (laughs) Who does? You need something in that background. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so Eric, I will send this to you. DM me your address and I will send Mm -hmm. you your gift. Also, were you a big uh, solo fan? Be honest. Did you like solo? Oh, I love solo. It's one of my favorite Star Wars movies just across the board. Awesome. I love it. See, yeah. that's why, Dave, we like people. I'll see tweets pop up because I try to do my part and stay interactive with people on Twitter. And I see, see people saying, I don't know what people are talking about because Solo was awesome. Yeah, that's all I see on Twitter is I don't know what people are talking about. Solo was awesome. And I'm like, well, I don't know what you're, <laughs> you're talking, talking about because right. I keep seeing those tweets of people blowing solo. I, I don't see the negative. I see blog posts. That are negative, but on social media, for the most part, I see a lot of positivity positivity about Solo of of Solo, arguably,
2: arguably the best new Star Wars film.
1: Oh, yeah. Eric, we were talking about that after last week's show because I am so what's the word I'm looking for? Confused, Dave, I guess. I I, am not quite sure where my feelings lie in terms of numbering and ranking. The the mm-hmm. latest the latest four movies and I keep yeah. finding myself surprisingly because I never would have expected this I keep finding myself putting solo as number one above the new yeah. the new the other three other new films what about yeah. you Eric yeah. without
0: a doubt that's it's, it's mine at least you know for for the new movies yeah solo is number one
1: yeah that's I did not expect that at all and it's happened. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks, Eric. Be sure to DM me your address. Sure. No all problem. right, man. Thank you Our, so much. Hey, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Yeah, isn't that strange though, Dave? That it's very hard for me to rank all the movies. It really is. All what 10? 10 Star Wars films we have now. We did it before, and it was difficult. It's very hard. I mean, I can generalize, and they are kind of shifting from here and there. Here, and there. Empire is always number one. I feel yes, uh, and then the other nine they kind of changed based on how i feel how you feel and when i so it's easier for me to rank the the new four ones it's easier for me to rank those and every time i think about it it always goes back to solo being number one force awakens being number two rogue one being three and The Last Jedi being number four. And not saying anything about the bottom two, just saying that's more something about Force Awakens and Solo. Maybe I, I like really good writing. Maybe that's what it is.
2: It's a, it's it's the writing, but also it's... When I thought about it after me and you discussed about it uh, after the show the last week, mm-hmm. I thought about it I'm like going, I remember more moments out of Force Awakens and Solo yeah. than I do from Rogue One and... Uh, last Jedi, yeah, the moments in in the other two movies just stick out, and you remember the entire movie. Yep. While I know and I understand a lot of people, a lot of people say, "Oh, Rogue One had Darth Vader in the very end, that last scene." Right.
1: Yeah, that's all we can remember. <laughs> oh come on! But that's, I know, I that's know, the only I know. scene that people bring up though. Well, because it's a f- oh shit moment, and I I can't remember we've said this on our regular shows, but. I do feel like I I enjoyed the hell out of Rogue One. Oh,
2: yeah, absolutely. I
1: really did. However, I feel like if they didn't have. If they didn't have. That ending, that Darth Vader, oh shit ending, I don't feel like people would have walked out the theater as excited. Yeah. Yes, people. like yeah, That's pretty fun movie. Pretty cool. But it's that Darth Vader scene that sent all of us. Over the edge. We all started coming at the same time. Yeah. Usually people don't finish at the same time. So it's very difficult. But when Darth Vader popped up with his lightsaber, we all finished around the same time. Would and, you agree, Dave? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the woman next to me was orgasming. And, I know she was. And everyone had that smile on their face about, you yeah. know, like finishing we, we were all together. We were all. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, this show's <laughs> de evolving. All right. You know what? We need to close out today's show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want to find our show on demand, please, iTunes, Stitcher, just search star wars from the back to tank thank you david thank you may the force be with us
0: hello this is stormtrooper one and if you've missed any portion of the show you can always head over to from the back to tank.com and uh listen to the show at your leisure uh, we're also on stitcher smart radio stitcher.com search to and that is to your favorites thank you and uh listen responsibly And may the force be with you. And long live. Thank you for listening to From the Back to Tank. From the Back to Tank is executive produced by Michael Flores and Dustin Lucas. Hosted by Michael Flores, David Zabal. You can find out more about our show by going to www.fromthebacktotank.com. You can also find us on Twitter at From Back to Tank as well as Facebook facebook.com slash from the back to dig thank you